welcome to episode, I think, 225. <laughs> I think I lost track. I don't know why I keep trying to keep track. But still cool though. 225 episodes in 10 years. Coming close to 11 years of podcasting. I am your host, Daniele Rossi. You can call me Danny. Uh, coming to you from somewhat quiet morning on October the 1st, kicking off a busy month in the stuttering world here where, um, oh, it's starting to rain, let me open up my umbrella, I'm on my way to work, <laughs> to the train station, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, let's see, what was I saying, October, being very busy, month yes uh it being international starting awareness day on the 22nd so a lot of events going on um check out isastuttering.org they usually list the events happening around the world over here in canada in toronto where i'm recording from we have our conference on the 20th and in Montreal the Association de Belgique Canada has theirs on the 27th and of course there's the International Stuttering Awareness Day online conference put on by the ISA which is uh, the International Stuttering Association uh, they host it where people um, or they open have an open call for people around the world to submit papers and it's an online form so you can read it you can read all the papers and you can comment until the until the 22nd it's always a fun read the different perspectives different experiences different cultural backgrounds very very rich in diversity. I know diversity became such a buzzword, like such an overuse, like, I mean, I don't want to say overused, but kind of got hijacked by marketing and corporations trying to show that they're nice people, <laughs> or not people, but nice, or trying to show that they're nice organizations. However, they're is something so very beautiful about how diverse our world population is from different countries. But now I'm going way off tangent <laughs> right now. Um, I myself submitted something again this year for the conference. I did a Dr. Seuss parody featuring Frankie Banky, the cartoon fox that graces the cover art of this podcast. And let me tell you, it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> it was, or rather, it was not as easy as I thought it would be to write something in Dr. Seuss style. I wrote a poem. I never write poems. <laughs> I wrote a poem um, about, you know... Long story short, starting is just something that we do and we just need some extra time to get our words out. Um, 
I totally killed the whole humor and everything in it. But uh, link in the show notes if you want to see it. And yes, I am selling posters of it. Lots of traffic here. Walking along a major uh, street. I am selling posters. So if you like it very much and you want to own a piece of Frankie Banky to adorn a wall, head on over to the show notes. <laughs> I'll go to Etsy, look for Dr. Seuss, or stuttering, Dr. Seuss stuttering, things like that. I gotta stop doing that with my mouth. I make that noise. <laughs> it's a bad habit. Well, speaking of cartoons, this episode is all about cartooning. Two comic, two comic books that have been released uh, the last month or two. I will be chatting, actually no, sorry, we will be hearing from the I'll be chatting with one of the cartoons and we'll be hearing from one of the others. that they created and here is the first one hello my name is Gareth Cowling and I recently drew a comic about stammering called the floor is lava the main observation I get from people when I say I produced a stammering comic is but you don't stammer this is a fair enough observation and I understand why people may say it I developed my stammer early in my childhood Although my parents suggest that it emerged when I was around about 10, it feels like it's been around for a lot longer than that. So one party is mistaken. I remember it always being part of my life. I certainly remember having a stammer at school. Although I also had a bum fluff moustache during my teens, as my parents didn't want me shaving at too young an age. As you can imagine, my school days were a blast. I should mention here that my school time stammer was very mild when compared to some people out there who continue to live with their stammer every day. It was noticeable, but certainly manageable. As I grew older, I became more aware of the types of words that I, that would be problematic, and I'd be able to use an alternative word instead. It became relatively easy, if a bit linguistically limiting. Though once in a while I'd encounter a little problem, such as when I worked in a bookshop for a few years. With books, you can't avoid saying certain words such as a book title or the name of an author. But mostly, I found that I was naturally doing it and people didn't notice anymore. It had gone. All was fine. The end. Nah, it wasn't fine. As I recently found out, this counterproductive avoidance behaviour, i.e. burying the stammer way, way, way down, is pretty psychologically damaging. And of course, it is not recommended as a technique at all. Here's an analogy. Let's say that when I was growing up, instead of replacing a word that I'd have difficulty with, I replaced it with a French word. I appreciate this analogy takes some logical leaps though. After 30 years, I'd probably be pretty good at speaking French. This is kind of what happened. The language I speak is no longer English. It is a compromised version, where I have access to a limited vocabulary. One day, I should make a record of how many times I utter an alternative sentence, or just avoid a sentence altogether, although part of me doesn't really want to know. Why was it so damaging? Well, I'm sure most of you are ahead of me here, but if you want to say something 
and then realise that you won't be able to say it, and you say something similar instead, but not what you originally wanted to say, then you slowly evolve into someone who isn't really you, an alternative person, compromised, a shadow of sorts. And that's what happened, except I didn't notice it happening because it happened over many years. This technique evolved into a constant low-level anxiety and constant self-esteem issues, so I wrote a comic about it. I started drawing the comic last summer, and some of the early pages appeared on various websites, such as the British Stammering Association's website. It's now evolved into a 68-page story, although, be warned, it also covers the death of my sister. So it's a bit grim in places, but generally, it's not a total grief fest. But equally, it's not really aimed at younger readers. If you want to uh, download a copy of my comic, you can email me at garethcowlin at gmail.com and I will send you uh, a copy. You can follow me on Twitter at Gareth Cowlin. Um, I have various other websites on there, um, but if you go to my Twitter feed, you'll probably find some links there. I hope people enjoy the comic, and I hope people get something out of it. Everyone's stammer is different, and there's no perfect way of writing about it, so it's a very personal story. But it seems to have resonated with some people. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, cartoonist number one. <laughs> oh, brother. It's fun coming up with nicknames sometimes. Well, it's not really a nickname, but in any case. <laughs> Sorry. It's a little bit chilly today. Very windy. Very rainy. So, brain's not working. It's also Monday. Anywho, on to cartoonist number two. Because it's past midnight your time, <laughs> we'll get right into it. I feel rude. I'm not saying, hi, how are you? Pleased to meet you. <laughs> My name is... Of course, it's fine. It's fine. Are you at work right now? or? I, I am at work right now still, yeah. Um, I, I've got like a, a, a project I'm working on that has to go out. I'm actually working on it with a client in Australia. Oh, nice. Different times anyway. So my, yeah. my time zones are all over the place at the minute. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, I'm in the office still, but it's fine. Are you a cartoonist by full-time job? Um, not a cartoonist. I do illustrate stuff. Uh, oh, I do wow. commercial illustration and graphic design. Oh, you're living my dream job. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's a dream job. Um, yeah. there, are, there are elements of it that I like a lot. At the same time, it's, it's a job. And like any job, after a certain amount of time, when you keep doing it enough, you start to like the 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 the, the, the gleam apart starts to fade a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's still it's it's good. I I can't complain. So yeah, nice, nice. Okay, well let's uh, let's jump right in cool. by doing something that's we all love to do. Say your name. <laughs> Introduce uh, yourself. Oh, <laughs> see that's that's always a tough one. Uh, so my name's Joe Stone, and you're in London. I'm in London, yes. Okay, the UK. And yeah, so uh, I guess I've already told, uh, we've already revealed to the listeners that you're a commercial Ill, illustrator. And uh -huh. uh, yeah, so you've recently published a comic book about yes. stuttering. Why? How come? What led you um, to uh, create it? <laughs> so it's, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. So uh, I really like comics. I've always enjoyed comics since I was very young. Um, it's been a kind of passion for me. It was quite an escape for me when I was much younger, mm -hmm. um, which is when I first developed speech impediment and started to stutter uh, when I was at school. And I did spend 
it definitely made me kind of much more of a uh introverted child mm. uh, i think rather than play, playing sports and things with my friends i kind of i stayed indoors and read comics and drew things me too how i got to do the job i do now so it's not it's not all bad yeah um but yeah, I've always had an interest in comics and, and art, and I've always found them a really interesting way to express uh, certain emotions and certain things that, aren't, that can't be done in other storytelling mediums. Um, particularly in this case, uh, the fact that comics actually show sound on the page. So yeah. it's, it's really, I, I thought it was a really interesting thing to be able to play around with in terms of how you can show that deconstructing. Uh, so when when you're trying to say something and it's, it's not quite coming out, it's not working, and it literally feels like the words falling apart as you're saying them, to be able to actually show that happening yeah. rather than just in, a, in a, a, an audio thing or on film or even in like a normal book, a, a prose book. It's the way that stuttering is depicted tends to just be by showing the same letter repeated again and again. But I thought comics using a, a visual storytelling medium are an interesting way to actually show how it feels rather than just what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, that was the main thing um, in terms of making it a comic. In terms of the actual telling the story in general, um, it's, it's, it's something that, it's obviously been a huge part of my life. So I, I first developed a stutter when I was around seven years old. Um, I'm now 31, so it's, it's kind of been a constant, a constant presence uh, for the majority of my life. And it's something that for such a long time, I kind of shied away from talking about being open about or yeah. generally try to ignore, which I think is probably quite a common thing. Um, even though it was like very difficult to ignore for both myself and for everyone around me and all my friends and my family just kind of pretended that it was, wasn't a big deal, <laughs> which obviously it's, it's, it's generally not. And it's, especially now as I'm older, I, I have a much better grasp of it. Um, mm. But I think it was, yeah, I, I, it's something that I've, I've I've so often shied away from talking about that actually as I've kind of grown into myself and become more confident, I think it's something that I've not only accepted as part of who I am, but it's, it's something that has actually defined me and my personality at this point in my life mm. uh, in terms of the experiences I've had. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was a, a good story to tell yeah. and, and a topic that's not talked about enough for, for obvious reasons. Exactly. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, thank you for sending me the um, the preview copy because I was so struck uh, going back to what you said how you know the comics medium you can um, you can actually show visually the breakdown of the words I was so struck yeah. by how you did that in the book like it's just to describe it kind of like a cracks showing in the in this in the in the speech bubble and even your use of a lot of black space yeah. to what I interpreted as showing the isolation, you know, uh, as you actually, yeah, that was definitely, up, yeah. it was a very conscious decision. Again, the, like the beauty of, of comics as a medium yeah. is that you can really play around with each individual page almost as a kind of separate, a separate work of art uh, yeah. to, to kind of convey the particular emotion. And there are definitely some, some parts in the story, which will say the, the, the book, uh, it, it does, it does go from my, my uh, early childhood experiences of first, first developing Stutter and how I kind of dealt with it throughout school and into university and into adult life, and uh, being able to show, I, like one of the intentions as well was it, even though it, it, I still like have a stutter now, that the, the, the when it was at its worst is when I was kind of showing myself surrounded by more more darkness, more black space, or white space, or just kind of isolation in general in the pages to kind of get get across that sense of yeah, 
That's right. Not quite fitting in with everybody else around me. So yeah, and then by the end of the book, everything's all bright. Yeah, exactly. It kind of it kind of comes forward. I didn't even notice that. There's still like a few moments (laughs) where yeah, obviously it does does kind of come back to haunt me a little bit. but yeah, I, did, I definitely was a conscious decision to kind of move. There are some particularly like particular parts uh, in my in my childhood. Yeah, definitely where I felt a lot more isolated or a lot more separated out. Yeah, uh, yeah I was really trying to use trying to use like a, a negative space to actually kind of convey that uh, yeah. on the page as well. Yeah, speaking of haunting, the there are two parts in your book. <laughs> that brought back horrible horrible flashbacks for me i'm like wow i forgot about that uh the bullying part you know where you say uh something along the lines of for whatever reason i was chosen that day to be picked on uh and then a long forgotten memory of you were at university and you were uh, kind of like you know putting on this confident attitude to fake it and I said, "Holy crap! I did the exact same thing." <laughs> I think I think it's such a it's such a common thing. So when obviously when you're at school and you're you're still kind of finding your feet, uh, yeah, you don't really necessarily have that much of. I mean, I don't want to say you don't have a personality per se, but you're, you're kind of you're blending in a lot more with everyone else in the same position. But you know, going into universities, like for me, it was definitely the opportunity to really try to. Uh, to put myself on the map in terms of my kind of, sort of social environment and so to be able to choose how to define myself rather than just being uh, put in a class with everybody else yeah. Uh, and yeah I think I definitely I definitely did lean more towards kind of overconfidence trying to overcompensate for just how how unconfident I was yeah. uh, it kind of became much easier to just imagine and then act like that even if i wasn't really feeling it um it definitely yeah i think i don't know if it's if, if it's a particularly common thing that people uh people do but it's definitely the way that i kind of found it easy they like made it much easier to deal with it and it, I, after a while i did like start to really buy into my own hype and like actually start to <laughs> entirely believe the, yeah. the acts that i put on which uh the better or worse yeah i mean I mean, it sounds like in the book, it it actually didn't really go so well. <laughs> like it worked yeah, for a while. I mean, it kind of. But now, yeah, but now I'm starting to get into spoiler ter- territory. So exactly, I'll be quiet. Yeah, give it all away. Um, well, in the end, he dies. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's never seen again. <laughs> Just wondering, uh, um, what was it like during uh, the drawing, like the creation of your book? Yeah. Those really difficult scenes. There was know, the there was some. Um, I mean, like much like you just said about it, bringing back memories for you, there were yeah. certain parts of my childhood that I'd almost, I think, entirely blocked out as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, like the the bullying part, going back to really early early childhood when it kind of first started developing, um, it was something that I do. I have like the vague memory of it happening, but I hadn't thought about it properly for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so actually sitting and focusing and uh, trying really hard to remember all these <laughs> really unpleasant moments. Self-torture. It, it, was, it was difficult and it, it was um, quite an emotional uh, process of actually drawing it and trawling through all the all the memories to kind of get to yeah. that point. I also think it's, it was, I was, I was really keen to not sh- sh- sugarcoat it or not try to, the, the, the two things I was very keen to not do in it was firstly to not make it like a, a, a pity story. So to not make it a, a woe is me, I'm a victim, this is terrible, but to just try to be an accurate depiction of what it's like yeah. uh, living with a with a stutter. 
Um, and also I wanted to make sure that I wasn't skipping over any parts that I found uncomfortable uh, mm. because even though there are bits there that like that, that I'd much rather not think about or much rather have forgotten that ever happened. I thought it was really important to make sure that I do uh, uh, include them. Uh, yeah, it was it was definitely an emotional process of actually creating it. Yeah, and then and then seeing it again, like replaying that childhood. Sorry, I'm just really delving in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening again right now. <laughs> now I know over the weekend uh, you were at um, at a comic books fair. And, yes. I, and I noticed on uh, Twitter, you had a photo of you know, your booth and there was your book. Um, wondering what kind of feedback did you get? Did you meet other people that stuttered and said, hey, I what's did, this? Did, um, or... Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Uh, so I, I got some, some nice press in the lead up to the comic fair. So it was a, a big comic festival in, in Leeds in mm. uh, to England called Thought Bubble, one of the biggest ones here. Um, and yeah, so I've got some, some nice, nice Best press name for a comic book fair I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I got like some press just on a few websites leading up to it about the release of the book. It, it was the it was the first time I'd, I'd released it at, at this festival this weekend. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, some people had already kind of heard about it and were interested in it. Uh, but there were definitely some there's, there's one person quite early on the first day who w walked past and he was just having a browse, I think. And then looked over and just saw the cover and saw the, the title of the book, uh, and came over immediately and was like, "This, this, this, this book looks like something that I have to read." So I, I have a stutter as well. Um, and yeah, there were a couple of people actually over the whole weekend who had like speech impediments or stutters or other uh, other other kind of neurolog neurological conditions that they they found something to re relate to in the book. Um, so yeah, like I def definitely 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 appeal to those people, uh, which is a good thing. But I think uh, hopefully, I like to think it kind of helps them. I did get some nice comments afterwards. So a few people who had bought it and read it, got back in touch, told me that they definitely felt they'd been through similar experiences and could, could, could relate very much with a lot of the things. Even people who didn't have a stutter, I think there's still a lot of common things we go through as children, especially at school and kind of finding ourselves and uh, building our personalities that they could relate to as well. So yeah uh, yeah no, it, 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 so far everyone said it, it's it's quite good which is very nice to hear yeah. uh, and I, I think everyone everyone's kind of I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily an enjoyable book uh, <laughs> in terms of, it's, not, it's not it was the greatest uh, time i've ever had one... flashbacks to my horrible <laughs> no sorry go ahead <laughs> so, so sorry about that no, um no, no, but no, every, everyone who's read it does seem to have got something out of it mm. um so yeah I'm I'm, I'm 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 very pleased with the reaction it's had so far Nice. And just in time for International Stirring Awareness Day, too. Yes, perfect. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't so. an intentional thing. I, yeah. I was more aiming for the comic festival, but it's... Uh, yeah. uh, priorities. Come on, priorities. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Nice, yeah. So any any possibility of sequels or future stutter books, or this is it? Um, I can't deal with the emotions again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's something... It was, it was so I'm, I'm in terms of my making comics it's uh, and the kind of the cartoonistness in general it's, it's not something that I, I do as a full-time a full-time thing yet I'm kind of it, it, it building up my uh, my uh, like library of books I've been working on and doing a few other smaller projects it's definitely I think like autobiographical comics definitely something I'm really interested in uh, and something that I'd like to do a lot more of and it'd be impossible or it'd be disingenuous of me to create any autobiographical stories without touching upon 
uh, the stuttering aspects of it as well, since it is such an intrinsic part of me. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's always going to be something that plays a role in my in any of these, these autobiographical books. I think it is something I'd really like to expand upon. So it's not a hugely long book, the first one, it's 33 pages mm -hmm. or 34 pages or something. So, uh, <laughs> so it's not, I forget, uh, it's not, um, it's not a, a particularly long in-depth thing. I think, I think there probably is scope and there's definitely sections that I could have lingered more on or more examples mm. I could have put into it that I kind of, I didn't want it to be too long. Uh, yeah, keep, there's keep, always keep, that, yeah. Anything. Uh, also, I, I I had like a print deadline in mind that I kind of wanted to complete it, get it to for a certain a, point. For us affair, it, yeah. One of these things I could have just kept on working on forever and putting out different examples from all different parts of my life. So I kind yeah. of needed to draw the line somewhere. But um, yeah, it's definitely something I'd be interested in mm -hmm. expanding upon later. Yeah. Where can listeners uh, find your book or buy your book? Um, so you can buy it on my web website, which is joe-stone.co.uk. Um, it's available there and it's got uh, international shipping, so it does ship all around oh, the world. Nice. Um, it's available at a couple of shops in the U UK, in London, uh, so so far. Um, yeah, so far that's it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm currently, like I say, it only actually just came out this weekend for the first time, so I'm, I'm still wow. kind of uh, <laughs> getting in touch with people to see if they'll stock it. Uh, but yeah, wow. so the best place to buy it from at the minute is my website. Wow, so you're making phone calls. Or is it uh, all email? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> phones, phones are definitely something that I'm uh, less comfortable with. Um, cool. Sending lots of emails. <laughs> is there anything else uh, you want to share with listeners before we wrap um, up? Um, I do think so. I think. I mean, th 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 thank you very much for having me having me on here as well. It's really, really nice to be able to talk talk to you. I think that, yeah, it's been it's really a really nice experience. Apart from just getting the book out there, also just being so much more open about it. Like I say, it's been a such a kind of a private thing, even though it's it's a very public thing. Talking with a with a stutter, with any kind of speech impediment, yeah, and being able to talk about it, and the fact that I talk to so many people these days on the internet via Twitter or email that they would have no idea people who've never spoken to me right. uh, face to face or in person that then kind of getting it out there and, and explaining it to the world i think something i'm, I'm really pleased uh really really pleased that i was able to do i hope i hope i i i i i've done justice to the to the topic in the in the book i hope that people like find something that can help them or they can uh, understand if they read it yeah so was this your first time being open about your stuttering in, uh, on such a grand being scale in, in in public about it yeah, yeah. in quite, wow. such a, quite such an overt way I've, I've i've spoken to it with about people or there's definitely yeah. been times when I, i've had to be open about it going to meetings at work or something uh where i just have to say <laughs> by the way everyone yeah. I've, I've got a stutter you might notice that it's not because i'm nervous it's just because it's a yeah. thing um as, as a kind of disc disc a claimer or something before before going into a meeting but uh um so this is different for me like kind of the first time i've really spoken about it open to the public and getting a book in shops with my face all over it that's uh, right that's right it. yeah oh, it, did, wow. it did seem very self-indulgent to just draw my face <laughs> again, again yeah just one final question um i've never heard someone in the uk refer to stuttering as stutter they always say stammering yeah but your book is called stutter. Yeah. was that a conscious decision or you just happened to use the word stutter or is there something more it, it to the uk to be, than i know it has to be the word, 
it's the word that I've kind of always used for it. Um, it's, it's, it's quite like, like inter interchangeable from what I understand. Yes, yeah, so stammer is widely widely used in the UK, I think, more. Um, but yeah, going, going back, for, back, back to childhood for as long as I've kind of known about the condition uh, or however you wish to describe it, there's been, yeah, I've always kind of used those two terms interchangeably. Uh, I thought it was just like, it kind of worked better as a title. I think, I think, I don't know if it's a more commonly used word overall. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interchangeable. I, I think I do mention that in the book that I kind of refer to it as a stutter or stammer. And I think I kind of mix up oh, yeah. uh, the word that I use a couple of That's times right. uh, throughout it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's good it's a good point. It was something I kind of considered. I think I think I when we started just as maybe as the word that I kind of personally associate with it the most. But yeah, cool. Thank you, cartoonist number two. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, I always enjoy I always enjoy reading comics. Always did. As a kid, I always drew my own and always dreamed of. As you heard me in the beginning of my chat, um, it was always a dream of mine, a career a dream of mine. You know what? Still, still, Liz, it would be great to uh, retire doing that. Um, if I can't do it right now. <laughs> uh, okay, just gotta reach over for my train pass here. Well, in the meantime, on the side, I'm making my own comics. So, there we go. Now I'm able to get on the train. This podcast is sponsored by my book, Stuttering is Cool, A Guide to Stuttering the Fast-Talking World. It contains comics, as well as my... Do you hear that? I'm not sure if you can hear Something on me is squeaking. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's my shoes uh, or my umbrella. Oh well. Uh, where was that? Where was I going with this? If you are having a hard time dealing with your stuttering, uh, my book will be something that I'd like for you to give a try. <laughs> Maybe it can help. It changes your perception towards your stuttering, or at least that's my aim. Uh, give you uh, some you know, tips, uh, survival tips, how to survive presentations, how to, you know, job interviews and such, and, um, things like that to help deal with um, the shame, the embarrassment, and how to look at straight in the eye at the fear and say, you know what, I just stutter, you know, to learn how to reach that stage because I know it sounds a little scary but trust me it is so worth it to reap the benefits of stuttering openly uh, details at stutteringiscool.com it's also available in digital formats so in the Apple iBook store and Google Play store take a look for do a search for stuttering is cool and don't forget the Etsy shop. Got lots of Frankie Banky merchandise, some stuttering awareness buttons, and oh yeah, I forgot to mention I'll be giving a cartooning workshop <laughs> at the CSA. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, too focused on the 
getting the Dr. Seuss parody ready for the ISAD uh, online conference. So now I can focus on putting my workshop together. <laughs> it's a good thing I still have three weeks. Uh, it's going to be fun. So I hope I can see you there. If you're in the Toronto area, stutter.ca is a place to register. Uh, you can also register on site, I believe. Um, in any case, links are in the show notes. And may your stuttering always be with confidence and creativity. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Ciao.